0: The Business is brought to you by Audible.com.
1: everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories of what it's like to be a married couple that own and operate a business together.
0: Yeah and owning and operating a business together can be great sometimes and sometimes it can be challenging.
1: Yeah absolutely. So
0: Craig what's been going on with you? Uh,
1: It's been a tough couple weeks.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: It really has so you know what's going on. So um, two weeks ago I got into a car accident. Oh. I'm fine. Physically, fine. But and mentally? Mentally, maybe not. <laughs> physically, I'm fine. The other person was fine. It, You know, in the scheme of things, it was a fender bender, right? Right. Like, there's, you know, damage to my my truck that I've had for less than a year. And uh, I just think that what was tough about it was it was a mentally tough day. Yeah. It, it was... I left home early to try to get to work early, try to get to the office about an hour early because we had a new employee starting, was detoured from my normal route, uh, you know, circumstances ensue, I get into an accident, that throws me off, you have to come and help me um, because we didn't know if we were going to be able to drive my my car back, we were able to do that luckily, but uh, then, so then we have an employee starting at 8 o'clock by this time it's almost 8 o'clock so like we are rushing to get to the office together and we pull in it's like it's like 7 59 we pull in we know the new employee wasn't there yet we were like okay we got here we got time to get a couple minutes to get things set up i'm upstairs in the in my office getting things set up you're getting things set up and then you come upstairs and you go can I tell you something else? And what did you tell me?
0: <laughs> He's not coming. At 805-802, he emailed saying that he Thank you, but I'm not going to take the job after all after a fairly lengthy interview process, an offer, waiting 2 weeks for him to get started, confirming Thursday afternoon before hand. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Doesn't show up. Day kind of continues on. There were like, it was it was one of those days where I, we should have at that point at eight oh five just stopped. For the we should day. have just gotten in our cars and gone back home and gotten in bed.
0: So we take our. I take my son in the afternoon to his first day of his coding class for computers. Um, we get there and the guy goes, oh. I emailed you. He was the only one who signed up, so we canceled the class. I had not get the email, so I said it's okay. We're gonna go to Cub Scouts after this. We'll go to the cafe and get something. Cafe is closed.
1: <laughs> it was just. It, it was, was a just mess. one of those days. It was a mess of a day. We should, like I said, we should have just stayed, yeah. stayed in bed. So,
0: but the good but- thing was the next day was a new day we right. started fresh we just moved on
1: yeah it's you no know, it wasn't that easy no it wasn't that easy you're right it, it was you know and it's and it it's been uh, or it had been a few weeks of just frustration and all that but you, you kind of work your way out of it I guess you know the point of it is is I, I keep telling myself I keep getting up every day and I'm like okay we have to make you know today a little bit better we you know later that week your parents were caught in the storm down the hurricane uh, then then uh, I had a an issue with a board that i was on um you know in in the community but life's great but no but here's the thing there we talk about it there are ups and downs ebbs and flows right it's just like when we talk about somebody who remodels with our company or any other sort of client experience there are it's life is a roller coaster
0: it is and you know what in the bigger scheme all of these annoying things could have been so much worse right like my mom and dad's house was fine for the most part. They were safe. They're alive. Um, you know, it took a few days to hear from them. It took a week for them to get power, but it could have been so much worse and we were lucky.
1: Right. Same thing. My accident. Same thing. Could have been so much worse. I could have gone. I could have been going faster. The other person could have been going faster. Okay. Somebody could have gotten hurt. It's just Pers- a thing. It's perspective. It's perspective. Absolutely perspective. I think we're going to talk about today is a little bit about perspective, too. It's about coming into a family business. So we talk about family business a lot on this show about how you and I are married and we're a couple and we run a business together. But another sort of part of our life is that our business is your family's multi-generational business. It was started by your grandfather. Your father took it over in the late 60s, the early 70s, and then you took it over in the early 2000s. And so there's a lot of that Working in a family business with a with a parent or a sibling that relates to what we talk about a lot, Allison. But there's other things you have to consider as well.
0: Right. I mean, in over the course of the almost sixty five years we've been in business, I've had uncles and cousins, and my and you know, boyfriends and sisters and, you know, come and go in the business. And so there have been times when it's been a very heavy family business. And there have been times when it's been, you know, just key leaders, family style business. Um, And so I think every time we've brought somebody in who's a family member, we've kind of approached it in a different way. And I think since I've come on board, we've tried to develop a more systematic way to do it. Um, When I came on board, it was, again, very haphazard. Um, Like most times, family members join businesses. I was coming out of college. I had worked in the business, you know, as summer jobs. I was looking to relocate back home and um, find a job. And it was a, oh, why don't you come work for me? Right. Right. Um, And then we kind of talked about a plan, but there was never a real formal plan. I think it was just uh, my dad thought that I was a good personality fit and I would work really hard and, you know, we'll figure it out from there.
1: So taking a step back before you enter into the business, before you decide to work together, you know, and from your experiences of things that went right and things that went wrong you know what what is something that that let's say a a father and a son a father and a daughter a mother and a son you know family members generational family members what is something that they should consider and think about before going into business together
0: i think that one of the things that you should think about is why are you doing it is it because um the, per- the person you're bringing in can't get another job, can't hold another job? Um, is it because there is a need for them and a place for them? Or are you creating a need and a place? And do they have passion for the business?
1: Right. I think f- from what I experienced for us going through it, too, is that you have to be able to talk about how are you going to separate work in life because now you've gone to, you know, and especially we talk about it on the show. We've talked about it on the show. We talked about it when we speak uh, in public is the powdered butt syndrome, right? We talk a lot about how it was really hard in instances for your father to take advice and listen to some of the things you had to say because he burped you when you were a baby,
0: right? If if they if they've powdered if they've changed your diaper, they don't want your advice on business or money,
1: right? And so that was a challenge early on for you, and 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 at times continues to still be a challenge. It's not, I guess now it's not as much about business and more about just life in general. But I think that's one thing that you have to really consider is so like what is your relationship with the person that you're getting in business with, and especially when it's you know a parent or a sibling or whatever it might be.
0: Right, you have to you have to really look at that respect factor, um, aside from your parent, uncle, your personal relationship, you know, um, do you see them and do you respect them as an adult, um, aside from how you interact with them as a family member?
1: Why some families or companies don't go into, uh, or hire family members, you know, there's a lot of reasons, There's a lot of things to kind of consider.
0: You bring a lot of baggage with you, um, no matter when you, everyone in business has a lot of baggage, but you bring in a lot of interpersonal baggage when you have family members. Well,
1: and I think when you think about the baggage aspect of it, you think about like if you're an employee and you're going to go work with an employer that you don't know or that you're interviewing with. They don't know. They don't know your history. They don't know all of that stuff that happened before the day they met you in an interview. For good or bad. For good or bad. Right. For good or bad. When you go and work for your parents or you go and work with your sibling, they know all that stuff.
0: Right. And sometimes that's old things come back to a head in new situations. I think the other thing to consider,
1: too, um, and this probably is more if you are the current business owner and not necessarily the person coming into the business, but like if you're going to hire your son or your daughter to come into the business, think about how the other employees might think about that. And we've kind of experienced both sides of it with our company.
0: Yeah, I've had when I first came in full time, I had people go to my dad and say, um, She's just costing money. If you got rid of her, everyone could have raises. Right. And then, you know, people who are still with us 20 years later laugh because if— if he had taken that advice, no one would have a job right now.
1: <laughs> right. And I think there were other people at the same at the same time who understood that portion yes. of it. I think there were other employees at the same time.
0: Yeah, because I had people who say to me, I wouldn't still be here if you hadn't come in and, you know, revitalized what we were doing and taken us to a new level.
1: Right. The other thing to think about too, sort of on that same vein is that if there's a family emergency there, You know, if somebody passes away, if there's a funeral, I mean, I can remember early on with you and I in the business, um, there, your family had a family emergency, a, a funeral, um, and we all had to be gone for a few days.
0: Yeah, and as you're developing systems, if you don't have strong systems, if your team isn't quite big enough to fill in those gaps, it could cause a serious strain on your team and your company if all of your key leaders or all of your employees are in the same family? You know, how are you things to think about or how are you going to address issues when something happens and multiple people have to step away at the same time?
1: Right. And I also think about, you know, a lot of times where I think families get into business and they don't ever think about what what will happen. They, they don't plan for the worst case scenario. And you should always be kind of thinking about that and planning for that.
0: One of the things when we brought you into the business was we did sit down and have those kind of conversations about, OK, if this doesn't work. And a lot of people don't talk about that. They talk about the high eye, the positive. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to do these things. But one of the things I really wanted to do to protect our relationship at the time was to talk about, okay, Craig, if this doesn't work, what are our exit strategies? What are gonna be our key indicators if you're unhappy, if we're unhappy, right. if it just isn't a good fit the good fit we're really hoping it's gonna be. And I think if you talk about those things up front before they become issues, they either don't become issues or you're all on the same page when something does come up.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And then I think finally, you know, another thing to think about is is favoritism or whatever the opposite of favoritism is, because I think you have both when you work in a family business where, you know, as as not only the employee coming in as the son or the daughter coming in, but also the, the parent that might be with them is is the idea of, are you being too nice or too hard on that person? And so understanding the balance of, of that. And I think sort of the next thing we want to talk about kind of plays into that, which is, you know, how to properly bring in a a, fa- a family member, and, and we talk about it, um, and we've talked about it with our guests on the show, um, and we talk about it all the time on the show, is is make sure that you define roles.
0: Right. You're hiring a position, not a person. Whether they're a family member or not, there needs to be a place on your organizational chart for them, and they need to be fulfilling a valid need.
1: Yeah. They need to have clearly defined job description, KRAs, they need to understand what their role is.
0: It's not John's job description. It's the project manager job description and whether that that family member leaves or not, you can fill that job description with a new person.
1: Right. I think the other thing, and this was especially true when I came into the business as, as a family member, I guess technically we we weren't married at the time, but uh, we were engaged. And when I came into the business, you know, we, we talked about treating that person like a regular employee. They have to fill out time cards. They have to sign all of the same paperwork and the credit card release form and the all of those things. They're, they don't get special treatment just because they're family.
0: Your systems need to be your systems no matter who it is. And it keeps everybody on the same playing field, even if they're not necessarily coming in because they're on the same playing field.
1: I also think that You know, what I learned coming into this was and and you you alluded a little bit about it. We talked a little bit about it, which is that exit strategy, which is making sure that everybody is sort of like on the same page that you are, you know, that you're. You're communicating those expectations. You're communicating not only what your job is and what you need to be doing, but if you're not doing your job, how you're going to be treated. And if you're not going to cut it, how you're going to be, you know, let go or fired or whatever it might be. Move on.
0: We've had people come, come, into, the, come into the business and it was literally a game of chicken. I'm not going to fire you. I want you to quit. I'm not going to quit. You need to fire me. And family members, family members, and it—it it like neither, neither side was happy, but neither side either wanted to let them down or be the one to pull the trigger, and so um, it, it was difficult, and it came and it comes to a head sometimes, and you want to avoid those things just by in, in, in the beginning having those conversations because the, there are things that are unavoidable, and these are completely avoidable issues to have right
1: exactly I mean I think that in that case particularly I think it was exactly that one person didn't want to let another person down one person didn't want to be the person to say that it's not working out and it ended up becoming a worse situation than it could have been
0: right and you know one of the other things to think about is why is this person coming into the business are they coming in just as an employee are they coming in um, because the hope is that someday they will be um, taking over the business and having those conversations up front because s- sometimes you can have two different expectations of why they're in the family business or who is on what track. And if you guys are all on the same track, um, you can have shared goals and you won't, you won't be fighting against each other. Again, we talk a lot about the why. Why are we doing this? Um and that's especially important when you're dealing with family businesses um, are they part of the succession plan or or are they just here to fill a position
1: yeah and i think like, one of the things Allison, to really like think about is the succession plan like what is what is the plan and and we can speak from experience it can be it can be messy it can be very messy and 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 so there are people who want to handle it one way and another way, and sometimes in family members it gets handled kind of messily. Um, is that even a word? Messily. I don't know. I don't think it is. <laughs> but the the point being is that it can it can be messy. And so you need to have you need to be on the same page.
0: Well, and I think even in the way that we handled it, um, it 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 was very messy. We
1: wouldn't do the same thing again.
0: I would never do the same thing again. Right. And y- you don't want it to get to the point where. An ultimatum has to be given and for for me that's kind of where we where we got with secession planning I was running the business full-time but there was no written plan or written legal documents for how the business was going to transition Um, I had all the responsibility I had 99% of the financial burden but I didn't have 99% of the ownership right and so um, it was years and years and years of having this conversation of we need to deal with this. We need to deal with this before it got to the point where I was like, we need to deal with this or I am making a change. And you don't want to have that because, again, you muddy personal and professional relationships.
1: Well, and I think it was in in our instance and I think in a lot of instances in a family those conversations are sometimes hard to have. Right. You know, it's one thing to talk about the game or talk about whatever happened in your week this week. It's another thing to have to go to somebody and say, hey, this isn't working, and if we don't fix it, uh, we're going to move on or we're going to find something else.
0: So we have a friend um, in California who is similar industry to ours, and she came in to, to take over her father's remodeling company. They had all the legal documents, they had the buy-sell agreement, they had the, tra- the um, transition plan, they had the dates. We saw her in September, um, you know, she was excited, you know, we talked about what her challenges were, what the business's challenges were, and some ways that she could work through them. I checked back in with her, the, the, date, the transition date was January 1st, um, I checked back with her in November, and she said, I am not taking over the business, I am no longer in the business. Yeah, and I think that that's
1: that's where it's tough because you take their situation and they did all the due diligence. They did all the paperwork aspect of it, but they didn't have the conversation.
0: And it was evident to you and me when we were talking with her dad in September that something was wrong.
1: And then on the opposite end with us, it was, well, we had the conversation and the expectations, we just didn't have the paperwork and the due diligence, right? And so I, there, there you kind of have to do both. Like you have to in succession planning, if you're going to, you know, work in the business, you have you have to do you know both things. Uh, so, so I guess Allison, what are some, you know, really quick, what are some questions that people should really uh, be. Thinking about if they're already in the situation in a family business or if they're, you know, thinking about joining a family business or thinking about bringing on a, a child or a cousin or a nephew, whatever.
0: Right. And I think these are conversations you can have at any part of the process. Like if you are already working in a family business but you haven't had a good conversation, here, these are 10 questions that I think will really help you guys get on the same page. I think that you kind of start by working, talking about communication style. As you guys all know, we're big about communication styles. What is the owner's communication style and what is the family member who's coming in? And do you guys know how to communicate to that style with each other? Just like that, personality styles. Um, It's almost like talking about love languages. So do you know how... To again, but not just communicate, but respond personality-wise to each other.
1: And I think both of those items, I think one, questions one and two, can both be handled pretty quickly if you just disc test each other. Yeah. If you just, if you both take a, a personality test, a disc test, you'll understand how the person communicates. You'll understand their per- personality.
0: But also spend some time learning what that what those disc personalities mean. Absolutely. Um, the third one is: What do you guys both want and need? Do you do you, as the owner, and you, as the family member, have wants and needs that the business can't meet? Um, just because you want them and they want to be here doesn't mean that you might that you're going to be able to fulfill all the all each other's needs. Um, so making sure that you're on the same page with the wants and needs, and the business can support those wants and needs, or there's a goal to get the business to support those wants and needs. Um, for what's the long term goal for? Th- the owner for the family member and for the business and do those long-term goals work in collaboration with each other five like we talked about before how are you going to evaluate if it's working um, set some timelines to check in with each other we we are we used the 30 60 90 days um, and then after that we kind of spaced it out more until we kind of felt like we didn't have to continue checking in with right. each other literally is this working? Do we still want to do it? That's the, that's the conversation. Right. Uh, It can be
1: that easy of a question.
0: And then again, if it's not working, how are we pre agreeing that we're going to end this professional relationship without hard feelings? Because, um, it's business and we still need to have a relationship after that. Um, seven, how are we going to deal with conflict? It's going to come up. How are we going to deal with it and how are we going to keep it in the appropriate boxes? Yeah.
1: And this is where, like for us, and we, this, like we've talked about before, we'll talk about that Monday. That's how one of those things started that way, about when it started to get, when we were in family time and it started to get a little bit of uh, stressful, we'd always say, well, we'll talk about that Monday.
0: Literally did that to you yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Um, eight, does the culture fit what that family member is looking for? Um, you can have a great family member. You can have a great owner. You can have a great business. But culturally and morally, those things may not align with that new person. you got to make sure that the culture that we have or that we're creating is the right fit for everybody. Number nine, how are you going to document what has been agreed upon? Lots of things are said. Lots of handshakes are great, but you got to write it down. I say I'm going to do this. You're going to do that, and that's the that's the agreement. Um, and number ten, how and when do you need to shut down a professional talk when we are in a personal setting, and vice versa? Like we've talked about in the past,
1: yeah. And there's a lot of great resources out there. If you're working on succession planning, if you're working on bringing a family member into the business, um, you know Ramsey Solutions has a great going into uh, going into a family business uh, information on their on their website. Um, There's just a a bunch of things to to go out there and look. There's some great books out there, too. Um, You can check out Who Comes Next? Leadership Succession Planning Made Easy. That book is by Meredith Elliott Powell. And what Meredith Powell talks about there is, you know, planning leadership for your succession process and you know most businesses if it's a small family business or a fortune 500 company need to start by asking with the who comes next and finding the right person to fit into that and you can get that book on audible.com it's uh, it's easy you get free 30 days on us Allison you just go to audibletrial.com slash and you get a free 30 days of audible and you can download who comes next by Meredith Powell and, uh, and learn about succession planning
0: and the great thing about audible is you can go back and revisit books that you've listened to. Um, I'm going back and revisiting a book right now as we prepare for our annual planning meeting.
1: Yeah, so definitely go to our link. Audibletrial.com slash bizmarried to get a free 30 days of Audible on us. And also don't forget, find us online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried or on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. And check out our website, marriedwithabusiness.net. Allison, a lot of resources on there for people.
0: Yep, and we're adding we're adding new ones all the time. Things that we've talked about in the show. I'm trying to go back and um, add stuff so that you guys can have some things to look at.
1: Yeah, so definitely check that out. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show and remember not only is it important to focus on your business but also your marriage because we're married with a business